What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. I'm your co-host, Chad Larson. Joining me as he does each and every episode for this very special episode 99. The one, the only, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how are you doing today, boss? Hey, Comandante, I'm doing outstanding. Uh, last day of February, rolling into March. We got free agency coming up. We got the combine at the end of the week. Derek Stingley not working. I mean, this stuff never stops, and I keep repeating myself every episode that we do. But I'm ready, boss. How are you? I'm outstanding as well. And I have a question for you about Stingley, just real quickly. Yeah. Is it possible to be drafted in the top 10 without any positive tape in about a three-year span? Wow, that's a great question, Chad. I guess um, we'll I find out so. in a month or so. I guess we'll find out in a month or so. Yeah, um, Cause, that, that's, cause, a, that's a great can, question. Can I just give you two very specific comparisons that I always think about with guys in this mold? Is Grant Delpit and, and Greedy Williams, where... For the longest, it was like they had an amazing first year, and then they kind of just tailed or kind of was off the fumes of that for the rest of their college career. And then it got draft time, and it was like, nah, he's still, you know, dope. It's still going to go in the top 10, still going to go in the top 10, you know, still top half of the first round, still top 20. And then before you know it, it's like, well, this dude went 45th, you know, and Greedy Williams the exact same way. So I'm not saying Stingley's going to fall crazy, but. If he falls out of that top half of the first round, really, guys, do not be surprised. I love that take because I haven't heard a single person questioning it like that. I've seen him fall in like top top fifteen in some mm-hmm. mock drafts. Yeah, I haven't fall. I see him falling be, be, behind fifteen. This well, is, no, this, I saw one at eighteen or something like that, but that's as low as he would go. This is where it's like the subtle. This is the the subtle key is when they just start dropping kind of into weird spots like a month before. Which is kind of the, the mm. period we're in where it's like, hey, Grant Delpit might go 12th. He's like, 12th? I thought he was going like top seven. And then it just kind of falls from there. But the question becomes here, how does the news affect them, right? Like not working out on the combine. Do you think it's a good thing for him? Because... If you're already falling, wouldn't it be on you to go out there and show them something, especially a 40 time? Look, I think it's I think the NFL combine has the NFL combine take has as kind of more from the same thing as, you know, at one point and I'm going to do a quick basketball thing just cuz, <laughs> you know, just cuz that's what, you know, that's what I do. But there used to be a huge thing in scouting, you know, NBA prospects where it's like, well, how many high schools did he go to? And if it was ever more than like two, then it was automatic red flags. And then all of a sudden there was just kind of this shift where it's like, you know what? We don't really care about that anymore. You know, what are you doing on the field, on the court, on the whatever? What are you like now? I'm not caring about what you were, you know, in this weird high school situation. I feel like the NFL draft combine is kind of that way where for a while we were like, whoa. Well, such and such isn't participating in the combine, you know. And now it's just like, ah, guys aren't participating. Cool. I don't think Evan Neal is either. He's waiting for his pro day. I saw that had come out. He's waiting for his pro day to work out for teams. Okay. 
so and he might go one but boss boss i gotta stop you real yes. quick we're, we're going a little far and we got to get our shout outs out of the way first so i don't want to forget about that because i don't want people i don't want the 305 sending hate mail our way because that's a that's a feisty that's a feisty group Hey, 305-786-757-301-336-954-561. We salute you. All of you guys. We appreciate you. Um, but what was the point? I felt like I had cut you off, but I just had to. What was the point you were going to make? Do you remember? Well, the thing is, the, the combine historically has improved uh, the, the, the stock of most players, right? In, in a way. Uh, guys that the tape is is borderline 50 50 you go out there you have a ridiculous combine and you go like wow but in a way you you kind of hit it on the point too where it's becoming eh, because a guy like dk metcalf right destroyed on the most sexy you know aspects of the combine i know he did awful in some aspects like the three the three cone shuttle and yeah, that kind of no, no not necessarily hurt him he had no, didn't necessarily hurt him, but didn't necessarily, you know, help him either. Because after the combine, people were saying in the pictures, right, with the six pack, top yeah. ten, yeah. top fifteen, <laughs> fell, fell to the last pick of the second round. AJ Brown, another guy too that, that went to the combine, fell yeah. all the way to the second round. So I understood your point. I think Stingley is going to be, you know, like it's going to be interesting to see where he goes because it's not like he he's. Got a guy that has not played. He just hasn't had really good tape in two years. Yeah, um, and so and it's to all me, potential on him. That's honestly almost even more concerning than the Greedy Williams or any of that stuff. Because Greedy Williams, I remember with him one year, he just—I don't know if he completely didn't play or if he was really injured. But one year, he was just like not really there a whole lot. And uh, or you know what it was? It was because he was a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, when he came out, so he only had two years. He had a great redshirt freshman year, and then that sophomore yep. year, he just kind of hung took out. He a step back. Yeah, he, he just kind of hung back. out, was around, missed some games, whatever. And then it was like, ah, uh, mid second round. Sorry, take it or leave but, it. But between Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit, like, didn't teams later maybe learn a lesson? Like, yeah, just I mean, because they, these guys, yeah. you know, didn't play well the last couple, of, these guys are pretty good football players. So why should I let him fall all the way to the second round? But it's that herd mentality that happens in the NFL where all it takes is two mocks to to drop a guy five spots before it's like, whoa. Like, yep. You know who's dropping? Like Derek Stingley might go 28th, you know, or something like that. And it's just like, what? You hey, know? I would love for Derek Stingley to fall to 31, though. That's if I'm Miami, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Make, make Xavier Howard a little more expendable. Or Byron Jones, either guy. Well, I'm going to tell you that when you say expendable for Byron Jones, that just means cuttable. Xavier Howard, you could actually get something for. So that's the only reason why I said his name instead. No diss. You know, you know I love Byron. I, got it. I, got I think Byron Jones is probably my Adam Gase. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Wow. I, just wanted, I, I just felt like it's been too long since Adam's name has come up. Okay, wow. I, I could have put him in there somehow. Like, man. I can't, I can't believe. I find it hard. I don't know off the top of my head. I find it hard to believe we didn't mention him uh, when we were talking about the Panthers because of Sam Darnold. I, I find it hard that you didn't find a way to sneak it in there. 
Um, I think the problem was we defended Sam Darnold so much because of Adam Gase. Maybe Adam Gase wasn't the issue with Sam Darnold. <laughs> well, just just for the record, I'm going to say I defended Sam Darnold, but it had not a whole lot to do with Gase as much as the overall situation. Um, I think yours was just a personal, you know, you versus Gase, and you were maybe, using Darnold maybe. as like the, the middle, maybe. the vehicle of the, of the argument. Yeah, I, I said Gase destroyed <laughs> Sam Darnold's career. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, boss, I tell you what, we're going to get back into these previews, or reviews, should I say, sorry, mm-hmm. um, breaking down these teams. Like we said, we did the NFC South and the NFC West last episode. We're doing the NFC North and the NFC East this episode. Next week, we're going to get into the AFC. But, boss, we're going to start off with the Green Bay Packers, 13-4. and four. Uh, regular season lost in the divisional round to the 49ers very disappointedly uh was it 13 to 10 i think was the final score yep they're over under 10 and a half for the season so they definitely went over that boss how do you feel about the packers season overall i know the ending was sour but when you take a step back what what do you think of their season as a whole and and looking at them going into the offseason i mean as a as a whole i will call this a disappointing season Look, nobody, I know the NFL is not a given, but nobody questioned the Green Bay Packers in the regular season. I mean, you're playing Jared Goff twice, Kirk Cousins twice, which you took a loss, and Justin Fields, maybe Andy Dalton. You you dominated your the NFC North, which they've done in the last two years, right? Yep. They had some good games. They, they beat Arizona. Uh, they beat the Rams. They beat the 49ers. I mean, 4-0 against the NFC West, if I'm not mistaken. It, 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 you know, the regular season was what we expected it to be. Even even they had some key injuries. Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari, and they were able to overcome them. Outstanding. That was the expectations. Beat the shit out of the other teams in the regular season. Yep. The go the over the hump thing. Playoffs was w- w- the playoffs, right? The over the hump in the playoffs. That was the key question. What are you going to do last year, or you know, twenty twenty? You went made it all the way to the NFC Championship. Lost uh, uh, lost the game at home to Tom Brady. This year, I mean, with all due respect to Shanahan and Jimmy G, you should have never, yep. ever yep. lost that game to the 49ers a home in those conditions. You're freaking Green Bay. Like, the whole thing about home field advantage, Green Bay, super tough. They out-toughed you, man. Yeah. yeah and that's what pisses me off about Green Bay. I'm not saying blow it up, but we have both came in the show and, and, and really questioned Emma Rogers in that setting when the pressure is on, when things are not going right. Uh, 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 unable or unwilling to rely on teammates when he matters the most. So to be the the, the the overall feeling for the season, Chad, it's a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is a team that is judged pretty much solely on playoff performance. Um, and that's what happens when, you know, that's both the luxury and kind of the downside i guess if, if there is a downside to having you know one of those elite quarterbacks is great you know the 17 or yeah the 17 game regular season is kind of a you know walk through dress rehearsal and playoffs is when we start looking at you 
Um, and with this team, like you said, man, they fell flat on their face. And I think the the most embarrassing, not even, I'm not going to say embarrassing, but the most disappointing part is exactly like what you said, right? The fashion that in which it happened, the style at which it happened, that offense just looking so inept, you know, basically anything after that first drive. I mean, it was like pulling teeth um, for that offense. And, you know, Rodgers, the, the, three, the two three and outs right there at the end of the game, um, you know, when it was like, all right, you know, let's go. You've been inept, but let's go get a field goal and win this thing um, and pull it out the way we've seen Rodgers do before in, in playoff games or, you know, in other big, big moments. Um, yeah, I, I will say I do want to highlight one, one guy for them who I think had an amazing season. Um, and I don't think it went under the radar because I think this is probably the bright, the the biggest bright spot of their defense, and that's Rashawn Gary this year. I mean, I had major mm-hmm. concerns about this guy after his first two years. I didn't think that he was really um, had really blossomed into the prospect that he showed he was in high school, obviously. And then, you know, at Michigan, I liked him a lot at Michigan. Um, I just think he was one of those guys who didn't have a true position in the defense that they were playing because of the the transition that they went through um, while he was there um, and also some of the other guys they were trying to involve. But, man, this year, I mean, 81 pressures, 10 sacks, um, you know, just 89 pass rush grade, top five among edge rushers, just a dominant, dominant pass rusher um, this past season, which to me, you know, th- and this can kind of transition us into the off season look ahead for them because they have major question marks makes a guy like Zadarius Smith expendable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because now, look, you can never have too many pass rushers in the NFL, obviously, um, especially the way the game is played today. But between Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, you know, mm-hmm. when you can save $15.2 million by by cutting Zadarius Smith, who only played two games last year, the first game of the season, and then that playoff game, um, I think that's something you really should look into. And, look, I like Zadarius Smith a lot. But financially, it just makes sense. Um, There's a team that's going to be facing a lot of trouble going into the offseason. So, boss, I'm just going to ask you this. What do you do with Rodgers and Adams? If you're Green Bay, that is. What do you do? Like, what? Obviously, I know you sign them, but is there, like, a number where you would be like, all right, go ahead, leave? That's a tough question. What's that number where you go go ahead and leave? Dude, this team is in cap hell, but they're already starting the restructures, right? Yep. Uh, David Bakhtiari restructured. I think Kenny Young is restructuring his deal if he has not done so already. That kind of points to a team that's willing to bring Rodgers back. I don't like it when a team comes out and says that, uh, we're going to do everything to keep Aaron Rodgers here. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is the kind of dude that would ask for 50? Hmm. Or, or or does he know better? Or or he thinks he didn't, like, out of respect for him and whoa, who whoa, he whoa, is whoa, whoa, and whoa, what whoa. he means? Whoa. Hold up. When you say no better, understand who we're talking We're talking about one of the most narcissistic quarterbacks, I would say, of the modern era. So I don't think. Well, he thinks I mean, he's worth 60. Or if not 80, right, per year. I was going to say, yeah. it, whatever number you would put on a contract for him, he would say, okay. well, you know I'm worth more as he's signing it. So, My tops with Aaron Rodgers, honestly, Chad, 
It's 40. 40 Oof. to 45. Wow. Forty-five. It's it's me going like there's so, no. So you way. would not. So you would not make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. What's the for, What's the biggest number seasons. for next year? What's the biggest number for uh, next year? Oh, there are like five guys in the forties at least. There are at least five mm. or six guys in the forties. Yeah. I mean, hell, I think Kirk Cousins has a fucking forty-one million dollar cap for, hit. Next yes, year. he does. He does. So. He, he's oh, ridiculous next year. And and Matt Ryan's is forty-eight million. Um, which is the largest in yeah, NFL history. Yeah, but that's my that's thing, wondering. Chad. Do you want to put yourself in that position if you're Green Bay? Um, to me, the – and I guess to me, the, the I, I asked you what I think is a trick question because to me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm simple. All right, whatever the number is, I, I would sign him to it. Because the okay. fact of the, the fact of the matter is – and we talk about it at nauseum on this podcast – when, there are five or six guys where as soon as you get them on your team, and they're all quarterbacks, mm-hmm. when you get that guy on your team, you are now a team that's contending for Super Bowls, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. Um, you know, and he's proven that for 15 years, pretty much. I know he's fallen short plenty of times, um, but, you know, I mean, the reason why he's fallen short is because expectations have been so high because he's been so good, you know, throughout points um, pretty much most of his career. So I, I – don't think that there's a number, honestly, you can go to. Obviously, it's going to make you, you know, kill the rest of your team. I mean, I think they're going to cut. They're probably going to cut Randall Cobb. He's due seven million. No chance in hell. They're, no chance in hell they're going to pay him that. Um, you know, Billy Turner. I mean, Mason Crosby. Hell, he's making four. So there's no way he's going to be making that next year. Um, so they've got some fringe moves, but yeah, I, I mean, Zadarius Smith. You know, some of these other bigger moves is what's going to be able to keep them. And, and to me, I'm but, just like, just do whatever you have to do. But this is what kills me, right, Chad? There are a lot of guys that, that were contributors this year that are going to be free agents. You know, Robert yeah. Tunyon is going to be a free agent. Devontae Campbell is going yeah. to be a free agent. Uh, huge, huge call. Huge call. Man, who, Razul Douglas is going to be a free agent. And, and I'm not saying Razul Douglas is a baller, but he balled out last year. What do you do when you're a team already $30 million under the cap? I, I, am, I don't if I know gave what you, you're going to do. Okay, put it like this. If I gave you the chance to have those three players that you just named, who I do like, right? Deon, or Devondre Campbell. Oh, I, let, I let them all walk. I let them yeah. all walk. Yeah, I let exactly. them like, all walk with the hope that somebody else can step in and play the exact same role that they did, if not better, right? 100%. It's just, it's just really hard. And the only thing that I think Green Bay has it going for them is the fact that their division is so shitty. But let yep. me tell you right now, Green Bay Packers fans, you guys are looking, literally looking, at a Saints type of rebuild in a couple of yeah. years. Yeah, and I mean, and to me, this is... it's going to be ugly. Yep, yep. Yep, and I was going to say, to me, the only thing it is is a matter, is a question of do you want to start the rebuild right now or do you want to try and contend for two more and then do the rebuild? Because that's basically what you're asking yourself. I don't think you're contending. I don't think that team has it. Has it. I'm just letting no. you know. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has it. Uh, being honest with you. He's not okay, clutch, so, dude. So He's the, not so playoff the, clutch. Stop. Oh, playoff okay. Clutch. Okay. So then we need to stop the podcast real quick and do this. You, I need to hear your entire list of everyone that has it. Then, if Aaron Rodgers does not, 
Oh, there's only like one guy. So only one team's well, contending for a maybe Super Bowl? Maybe two. Oh, next year? Or are you talking about history? I'm talking about next season. <sighs> I mean, yeah, you got to beat the Rams. You beat the Rams and I think you're good. But Jesus Christ. I just, I hate this fucking saga. I, I hate this thing. <laughs> That's the thing. I think all just of it. Just come back, dude. Just like, yeah. man, like do I what the fuck. You, it's just annoying. All, the, Sorry, all the people. No, no, no. You're good, boss. I know you're getting passionate. But I just think, and just real quick, and then we're going to move on because we've been talking about Green Bay for a minute. Mm-hmm. But. I think the thing is the people who are arguing for oh man we should just let Rod or like Rodgers isn't and I'm not saying that this is you but just other people who are saying like mm-hmm. oh Rodgers isn't clutch or Rodgers isn't this or oh yeah I would let Rodgers walk it it's it has nothing to do with football related stuff it's all the I'm sick of the extra off the field stuff and look to me unless that's affecting the locker room and affecting wins and losses then i'm not really worried about that well he needs to start winning playoff games not not necessarily he needs to win the big one man he needs to win the big one it's just frustrating yeah. the fact that we rave about aaron Rodgers. when was the last time he won a super bowl like 10 years ago when was the last time yeah it's been a while yeah, you're supposed to get I mean, that's better true. with age. You're, you're, you're are, adding your stats. But there are 25 quarterbacks who will have no chance of sniffing one ever um, that are that are probably going to be starting for teams next year, at least 20. So, I, you know, if I have a chance oh. to have one of those guys, I'm going to do it. I get it. I, I get it. Trust me. I get it. I just hate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on to – I love the way you said ha- having it. Because this guy is the epitome of not having it, and that is Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota come Vikings. On, come on. Uh, you like that? You like that? Get the fuck out of here. That actually proved to me that he doesn't have shit. When, as soon as he made that comment, I was like, as a Cowboys fan, I was like, cool. <laughs> um, this was an 8-9 and nine football team. Fired Mike Zimmer, brought in... Kevin O'Connell, who I actually heard speak for the first time. I was watching a Timberwolf. I was always watching Timberwolf Sixers, um, the first game of that after that James Harden trade, and um, they interviewed Kevin O'Connell at the end of the first quarter because the game was in Minnesota and he was okay. there. So it sounded, I mean, sounded like a nice guy. I mean, I don't ever want to put anything on those dumbass interviews, but like you know, whatever. Um, better than having grumpy, grumpy old Mike Zimmer out there to me. But this was a team, you know, like I said, for everything I hate about Cousins and all that, they were a pretty potent offense at certain points throughout the year. Um, I mean, skill-wise, they probably have some of the top guys in the league. You know, Thielen and Jefferson is in the top, what, four or five receiver duos. And then, you know, when you factor in Dalvin Cook and the um, Madison, you know, two backs that they have, that's probably one of the best one-two punches. So what do you see from this? What do you see from this team this year? Um, you know, we talked about the NFC North being weak. Is this a team that you could possibly see, you know, contending in 2022 with the right moves? Contending to win the division, should I say? No, no. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers comes back, this division is pretty much over. Um, I, I think Kevin O'Connell, he's in a good position to make it. I don't understand how, how necessarily you make this seem more competitive, Chad. Uh, yeah. I, I yep. think Mike Zimmer was getting the most out of these players. Uh, I don't necessarily know if Kevin O'Connell 
can unlock like this extra gear or level from Kirk Cousins. Uh, maybe he can facilitate different things on offense, but like you said, there were games that this offense looked extremely potent. Uh, they, they lost a few close games there in the beginning of the season. Contention, no. Uh, maybe a wild card spot if, if, you, if, you, if you can dominate the, the Bears and the Lions. Um, I, I don't know what you do here with this team, to be honest with you, Chad. I, I feel like this is still part of a rebuild, but this is the NFL where teams that didn't make the play... Half of the teams that didn't that, that made the playoffs this year will not be back next year. That's just the laws of average of the NFL. Yeah, and yep. this is a team a that can point. sneak into 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 a six seven seed. Uh, they, they can win enough games. It's it's not a terrible football team. You know that I've always liked the Vikings, yeah, right? I know. I, I'm, I'm have, just like the believer in them. I just don't know what he looks like without Mike Zimmer, and and that's my biggest question mark. Yeah, I can honestly, you know what's funny? You know what team I could kind of see them, and obviously I don't think it's going to be in the same style, but I could kind of see them being the Philly of of next season or of this past season next year. You know, a coach whose voice kind of got stale. Obviously, a team with talent. Now, I think between Minnesota and Philly, the difference is their strengths are completely opposite. Um, Mm -hmm. Right? Minnesota, you would say all the skill guys and all that stuff versus Philly, who has the interior and the line, which we've seen is kind of more so what wins games. But I could see Minnesota making a playoff type of push, exactly like what you talked about. Um, Do you think, though, you think Kirk Cousins is going to be the starter for this team week one, right? He's due thirty-five. I mean, he's due thirty-five million. Any team that uh, that would trade for him would be taking that on pretty much fully. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I will say, I will say, I want to give you quick credit. Um, yeah. I I, heard, I think I might have heard you give a Panthers call at one point, a Rogue Panthers shout. Yeah. And yes. then I heard it on Get Up like two weeks or like a week ago, oh. and I was like, whoa. So you know, I don't because, know, man. We're, because they might the listen Panthers to this podcast. Are, the Panthers are the most yep. desperate team in the yep. NFL right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, they're going to end up getting some type of quarterback. I don't want to talk about them too much. Um, mm-hmm. Boss, the, the only thing I want to end with on Minnesota, can you guess Daniil Hunter's cap hit next year? Can I Mind you, this guess? is a guy who missed guy who missed half of 2021 with a torn pec and all of 2020 with a neck injury. I'm sorry, Chad. I can't guess because I have over the cap, you know. Ah, uh, so yeah. So twenty six point one, twenty six point one. He's due next year. Um, so I do not think there's no way in hell he'll be getting that next season. Um, in some type of, I mean, they can cut him and save eighteen and a half. I don't know if you would straight up cut him or try they, to. They work they it, can't but. do a post post June first cut. Yeah, the only yeah. the only thing is that I worry about mm-hmm. is like we always say that, and I have to look into it. How often does the post June one cut actually occur? Like I know there's the right up to training camp cuts, but those I feel like are more of the fringer type guys that are making money more so than a big number. Think if it's a big number, you're probably looking to cut it, you know, early into the off season so you can actually look to replace. But no, that but you. But you can cut him early in the off season, and you just designate him as a post June first. Okay. So uh, that happened because the thing is, you only have to have your salary cap good by the yeah, time by the, the season starts. Yeah. So you True. can sign as much many guys as you want. You just let the guy know, like, hey man, you're gonna be a post one, you know, 
Pulse one of the th- that's one of mm-hmm. the things that I love way more about the NFL than the NBA. Like in the NBA, every breathing second of the offseason, it's like, all right, but how are you against the cap? How are you against the cap? Right. NFL is like, look, dude, just by the start of the year, figure it out. Um, moving on, boss. Let's go on to Chicago real quick. Six mm-hmm. and eleven. Their over under was seven and a half, so they did not hit that. Um, I, I just want to ask you, what did you think of Fields? Because that's really the only one of the only things from this team that I think either of us would have cared about from this past season. Give, give me a, a, a Fields grade. I know this is a little bit of pressure, but give me a Fields grade from this past season. I'm not going to tell you a lie to you and tell him tell you that I watch <laughs> a lot of Justin Fields this year. Um, okay. Just, you know I hated him starting the preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the well, game is too felt, slow for me. Because it was just, a, yeah, that was fucking stupid. You know, beat up on Dolphins, you know, third stringers and fourth stringers. Oh, this shit is too slow for me. Uh, what Evans? Nothing impressive. Yeah. It, it, like, there is nothing impressive. I, I feel like there are people out there, there are some videos like, oh, look at him with the clean pocket. Jesus Christ. Any that's, quarterback. That's four throws college, a game in the NFL. <laughs> you know, you get a clean pocket, they can hit. Um, I'm not necessarily. The grade is incomplete, right? Yeah. Look, yeah. the offensive line was terrible. Helen Robinson, had not non-existent, right? Not even there, right? Yeah. I, 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 you're thrown into Darnell Mooney. <laughs> I kind of liked at some points. Uh, I mean, dude, it, it says a lot about your football team when Darnell Mooney is the guy oh, yeah. that you're throwing the ball to. Yep. Right? So, I mean, when it's third and eight and they're like, all right, got to find Mooney here, it's like, fuck. Can we just punt <laughs> on third down? <laughs> and Demarius Bird was the other. I, yeah. I, I, I don't like it, Chad. I, did I see enough from him? No. I don't know how you can necessarily turn this roster around so quickly either. Um, they hired a defensive-minded football coach, so it's going to be interesting what kind of relationship Matt Eberflus has with Justin Fields. I just honestly think that this team is going to be just as below average, you know, in 2022 as they were in 2021. Mm. I have a really important question. If you had yes. to have one quarterback for next season, just next season, who would you rather have, Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts? This is going to pain me. But you'd pick Fields? Yeah, I'll take Fields. Okay. As much I would as I too, like but Hurts, I actually think I, already it's... Know, I, I know what Hurts can do. I feel like Fields is more of your traditional quarterback, right? I, I want to see him drop back and throw the ball and sling the ball around. I know Hurts is not that guy. Like I already yeah. know he's not that guy. His grade is not incomplete. So yeah, yeah. And and I think to me they didn't really do him a whole bunch of favors last season in Chicago. And look, I'm not gonna um, be because I was a naggy defender forever. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna be the guy who's oh my god, you know, questioning every fucking play call throughout the entire mm-hmm. game. But to look at it and to see only 24 percent of his his passes came out of play action. Um, you know, I think that number just needs to go up. I think that needs to be over 30, over 35 maybe. You know, we've seen just quarterbacks when you – there are certain – you know, every quarterback has a style that they prefer. And I think with Fields, the play action, A, will help him unlock more of the field and also to allow him 
to kind of relieve a little bit more of that pressure? Because you look at his numbers, he was just significantly better with play action versus against play action, or versus no play action last year. Um, I mean, big-time throw weight rate three times as high. Turnover-worthy throws four times as low. I mean, 8.9 yards per attempt with play action, 6.4 without it. So, to me, all the numbers point to they need more play action, um, and I'll be fascinated to see how they kind of work that into their offense next year because they have a good back. I mean, Montgomery's a good back. Um, yeah. And then that'll bring us to the last team in the division, and that's the Detroit Lions, boss. And I tell you, this might have been my mo- the most fun three-win team in NFL history, right? 313-1, they had that tie against Pittsburgh that we, we all remember and laughed about. Mm-hmm. Over-under was five wins. Um, what do you what do you think of Dan Campbell in this first season? What do you, what building blocks do you kind of see from Detroit moving forward? If there are a couple of guys maybe that come to mind, I mean the the one thing that I I, I will say from from uh, Matt Campbell's job is hope. Dan Dan um, Campbell Dan Campbell Matt Campbell's uh, yeah uh, hope uh, just 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 hope and you know these guys were playing hard almost every week. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Every week that they, they came close in some games. Building blocks: St. Brown, the receiver. Uh, yeah. No, Panay Sewell, the, the right tackle. Uh, Hawkinson. There is guys. They need to figure out this defense. This defense, from a talent standpoint, has to get better. And yes. Akuda has to get better. I yep. think Flowers is a guy that might be gone. Uh, they, they they just gotta get. Better on the t- they can draft guys on the defensive side to get better. I think they will be better next year. Not saying playoffs, but maybe you start <laughs> seeing that six-seven win range. Yeah, and I think the thing that is encouraging about one Akuda, I mean, he missed. You know, he's been he's had a bad first two years. He missed yes. almost all of the second. Se- I mean, he only played in one game last year. You know, yep. with the Achilles in, with the Achilles tear, but then his rookie year looked pretty abysmal. Um, the really good thing about this team that I really like a lot is they have a good offensive line. Yeah, like they have a really Decker, good offensive Ragnar, line. Vita, oh, yeah. yep. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at their on on PFF, and I'm look, I'm yep. not married to the grades, but all their guys are at least in some type of green, you know. And yep. when you're talking about a team that's going to be picking, what are they? They have the second pick in the draft, I think. Like you, it's just not common for you to see a team that was that bad have that good of an offensive line but like you said man the defense atrocious um i mean for as many greens as they're on the offensive line there's that many reds just all over the defense Look, when it what is this anzalone the big Alex anzalone. Dude from florida when yep. that dude is, is is getting major snaps in, in your defense there's a problem oh, yeah. absolutely absolutely boss um yeah i don't really have anything else for Det- i think they draft a quarterback this year by the way um, I'm not sure which one, but I think at some point, maybe even with that 32 that they got from the Rams, maybe if they don't okay. love anyone at two, obviously. Um, but yeah, that'll be something to look for. Boss, we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We got the NFC East. Welcome back, guys. Like I said, we're getting into the NFC East, boss, my favorite division. Uh, we're going to start off with my favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Take over. Don't ask me. 12-5, lost in the wild card to the 49ers, 9.5 over under. 
Boss, I vividly remember sending you a text in after week 18 where I said, "Boss, before the season our over under was 9 wins. I didn't I wasn't even for sure that this team was going to be I thought for sure we were going to win the NFC East, but I didn't know if this was really going to be a a 10-11 win team. Um mm-hmm. I mean, hell, we've seen in the past you can you can win the NFC East literally by accident. That's what Washington did the year before, mm-hmm. so um I said, don't let me lose the idea that this is a successful Cowboy season. And then we went out in most miserable fashion to San Francisco, and now I don't know how to feel. Um, just a lot of, of weird, like, didn't see the progress from Dak that I thought I was going to throughout the course of the season. You know, made that jump kind of in that first six to eight weeks. Then all of a sudden, you know, he kind of regressed. People are saying, and I was even one of the first guys to say, like, hey, the calf injury. Um, you know, I don't always want to say that because at the same time, like, we've seen other quarterbacks where it's like, hey, these guys are just, you know, they defenses figured this out, you know, once you've gotten a little bit of tape on it for a couple more games or, you know, how the offense is working. And once that kind of came out, Dallas, I mean, I still have no idea how the Cowboys, like, there were, I mean, they would, put up all these games of, you know, 10, 13, 16 points, and then going to the next game, well, number one offense in the league, it's like, dude, where the fuck did all these points come from? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it was literally all against NFC East opponents, so mm-hmm. I think that really helped out Dallas a lot. Um, overall, though, you look at it, it's like, I just don't think that this team has set themselves up to be better moving forward. You know, we've got a bunch of a bunch of guys going into free agency. We got some cap situation, kind of not quite Green Bay, but you know, somewhere along those lines of, you know, you're you're making the full commitment to the quarterback. And the, this is what I always said was the worry with giving Dak all the money is is he the guy who you can give all the money to, and he's worth the makeup of you know losing. You know, maybe an Amari Cooper, you know, a Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence, uh, one of those guys or something like that. One of your other somewhat bona fide stars. Um, and to me, Dak, you know, those questions still exist. And I I, I don't know. Um, the one thing I will say is if Greg Zerline's kicking for us opening day next year, I might just fucking kill myself. <laughs> so that'll be like my entire... 25 years of Cowboys fandom, and I'll end it if Greg's with a with a fucking kicker. So, but what do you what did you see from Dallas? I, I I don't know. I feel like I'm being a little bit down. Hell, maybe you might kick me while I'm down. Maybe you might build me up. What what do you got for me? How did you feel as a neutral observer? I mean, I tend to not really like the Dallas Cowboys and their fans. I, I you are the only rational <laughs> Dallas Cowboys fan that I know and somebody that I can talk to uh, instead nice. of, you know, without telling me, we won three Super Bowls in the 90s. Like, bro, nobody We did. We did. We did. All right. I'm just saying. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, you did. It's 2022. Uh, it's a different era. Record. I mean, Miami, Miami Miami was had a perfect season in 1972. Um, I was gonna, I was going to uh, say, dude, as much as they're still popping that champagne, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chad, I like their season. I, I can't mm. sit here and tell you it, it was negative. It, the, the, you got to look at it from also a standpoint of improvement, right, Chad? 2020 mm-hmm. was an awful season for the Cowboys. We're scoring a lot of points. Dax Prescott gets hurt. Um, defense is horrendous. 
I'll never forget the 300 yards rushing by the Cleveland Browns. God. It was just ugly football. Uh, you had the kid from JMU starting a few football games. Andy Dalton starting football games. The Washington football team, a.k.a. the Commanders now. There you, you know, go. They, stum- they stumbled into, into a division win. And the Cowboys just took ownership of their division. Uh, you know, it, it's a 2021 for me was a building block for the Dallas Cowboys to get to the next step. What is the next step for me going forward this year? You got to win a playoff game, right? Whether it's oh, home yeah. or it's you got to win a playoff game. We know you can dominate the NFC East, absolutely, right? You pretty much what was five five and zero last year? Didn't drop a game. Six and and I told Six you this, and, and you. Six and up, and you 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 got on me right after the season. I think that the emotions were still raw. Like, hey, you beat up on the NFC East when you played the other divisions. You're five hundred. Yep. Or no, six absolutely. and five. I was probably yeah. in a defensive so, state when you said that. You you, you, you got you got a little defensive, right? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, let me step back. But my question <laughs> to you, Chad, you right? There are some key free agents coming up this year for the Dallas Cowboys, right? Guys that were, in in, in my opinion major contributors and oh yeah i don't know like the kind of like the green bay packers right maybe you can replace these guys you know a keon o'neill uh a J- J- Ron curse who was pff's comeback player of the year um there you dalton go. Schultz. There you go. who 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 do you have to lose from the big names to maybe get these guys back or do you just let all these guys walk away what would you do uh, He's, what's everybody cut, saying? Amari Cooper. Right? Uh, everybody say, saying Amari say Cooper is gone. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the name. The other, the really the two names. It's basically to me, it's between Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. They have to cut one of them or significantly restructure both. Um, I don't know what the restructure is necessarily going to do cap wise, but obviously that's the first option. However, it's always hard to tell a guy that he's taking a pay cut. Um, and look, a lot of it is like the way team, and I still haven't been able to figure it out. Like I would love just a three, the PFF guys need to do this or whoever has the time, like a full three to four hour podcast breakdown. Like get the four or five best cat people in the world together and just be like, hey, can you explain how all this money is working around? Because how many times have we seen, and I'm not just saying this to, you know, maybe be a little hopeful for Dallas, but where it's like, all right, this team, $200 billion in the cap hit. All right, yep, they're bringing the whole team back. They restructured a couple of guys, moved some money around. And it's like, what the fuck? But I don't you think can Dallas turn is going to be you can, turn money. You can turn money to straight up bonuses. Yeah, well, I was going to say, that's the thing. Cut, is when the they, guy a $12 million paycheck. Yeah, like, here you it, go, bro. Is when they turn it into bonus money, and then they can prorate the bonus over the length of the contract, which is, yep. you know, why teams always add those extra void years at the end, which they're kind of starting to do. Um, I think the Mahomes deal was really the first one where you saw that. But, uh, you know, I I think to me, if I – I'll just say this. If I were the Cowboys, I would cut Cooper before I would cut Demarcus Lawrence. Can I ask you a question? And, and oh, so would I, because I think you can find wide receiver. receivers in, more in the so draft. Than a, yep. More so than a D lineman. Yeah, and, and you can even ask Cooper to maybe to take a pay cut. I think he'd be a guy that, when he looks at himself in the market, he, he might be a guy that could... 
Uh, this is 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 Zeke in the roster in twenty twenty three? Um. So you're saying after next season? After next season? Yeah, I was gonna say because next year he's basically fully guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, yep. Yeah. So there's not even a even a possibility to cut him at that point. But uh, I mean, it's really trending towards no. You know, and mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate to say that because I've been a Zeke defender. You know, pretty much the entire time. But, you know, the way the contract is structured, it's just, it doesn't make, I mean, we know this, right? How many mm-hmm. running backs do they have to pay before we realize that it's just a bad investment? It just is. I mean, he's he's scheduled for $18.2 million against the cap this year. Now, granted, this is his biggest, like, this is the, you know how, like, with these deals, you kind of have to swallow it for maybe, like, a year or two? Yep. And this is that year where it's like, all right, like like his cap hits have been six, ten, seven. It's eighteen this year, seventeen next year. God, actually, I lied, boss. It's it's actually just atrocious from here moving forward. Eighteen, seventeen, fourteen, seventeen, sixteen. So the good news is they can get out after next year with a, at eleven point eight against the dead yep. cap, which to me, I mean, you have to do that. That when you pay Dak Prescott forty fucking million dollars a year, that's why you have to make cuts like that, where you're cutting Zeke Elliott or restru. I don't know if he would do the restructure or whatever, because I think he's one of those guys more so. And this isn't a knock on him, but who looks at himself and is like, "Hey man, I'm awesome." Mm-hmm. You know, he thinks he's awesome all the time, and which is great. And I would, I always want him to feel that way, but you're just not worth eighteen point two or the seventeen next year. You know, it's just not the way the game is going and. You know, with the way the team is structured, he's just not. So, I, I would say no, he's not on the team in 2023. Man. I know. Kills me to say it, honestly. Kills me to say it. Um, Boss, you got anything else on Dallas, or we can go ahead and tackle the rest of this division? Uh, Yeah, the only thing I'm going to say, Chad, is honestly, I, I'm scared on, on the offensive side of the ball for, for the Dallas Cowboys. I am truly honestly uh, like worried if you lose a guy like Gallup you lose a guy like Cooper you lose a guy like Schultz your offensive line is already shaky I know we haven't gotten to free agency yet but he mm-hmm. feels like Dak Prescott is a guy that needs a lot of help on the offensive side he's yep. not you know you're the, those six guys that you were talking about and if there's yeah. a radical shift might be a slight step backwards not necessarily knocking them out of playoff contention or anything like that but natural progression is you have to win a playoff game next year, or else I think McCarthy's in the hot seat. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't even think it would even probably get to that point. I think, you know, at the moment that it starts to even look to go south, I feel like he probably like he, he he's got to be the 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 betting favorite to be first coach fired next year. I would think. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We haven't gotten um, that far yet. That's a different pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll we'll be doing that one a couple months from now. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, the next team. They probably, I mean, I hate myself as a Cowboys fan, but probably the team I'm highest on in this whole division or in from last Ooh. season. Nine and eight. I mean, lost in that wild card to the Bucks. To me, the thing is with them, like, look, they don't have a friend. They're like one of those flawed teams, but you still can mm-hmm. kind of enjoy them because you understand their limitations. Like, I don't think Philly is going to be a team that's competing, you know, for a Super Bowl or anything like that. Like, sorry. Sorry, Philly fans. I'm not a hater for it, but it, I just don't feel that way. Um, I don't think – I think at the quarterback position, the 
the ceiling of the team is just too low. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, they found a fun, semi a semi fun way to look, to kind of build that roster in a unique way around Hertz and what he does. And now, obviously, we saw come you know playing against a good team. They sucked when they got their ass kicked by uh, by Tampa in that playoff game. But what what do you think about Philly? Am I crazy with how I'm feeling about them? What are you saying? So. You know how we talked about like the worst part of the place to be is mediocrity in the NFL? Absolutely. Right? Which is exactly where, where Philly just... is, sadly. But this is the thing. They're like one step above it. Mm, right? Yeah. They're okay. like I'm with hey, that. Hey, we're we're not necessarily seven and nine or I'm sorry, now it's we're not eight, eight and, and nine. nine or we're maybe not Minnesota. nine and eight. <laughs> Yeah, but but we can we can sneak in the playoffs regularly with the roster that we have. You just can never expect us to win playoff games, and it's not because there is like maybe we're missing a corner or maybe this position group, the wide receiver group, is weak. You just you have such a deep limitation of the quarterback position. Mm. It, it, it's it's severely limited when you have Jalen Hurts. And yes, yeah. there are games where he looks amazing, but when he looks bad, it's bad. So this team is all about physicality, playing in Philadelphia, having that Philadelphia spirit. I just don't know if you can win long-term with, with, with Jalen Hurts. And this is the other thing, right? Also in this weird position with Jalen Hurts is, are you a franchise quarterback? Are you not? How are you gonna take it if I draft a guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is it saying if I draft a guy in day one or day two? Is it competition or yeah. uh, is it I just need a reliable backup? It, it's a weird situation. Not mediocre. It's just you're in that that one step above where you're not really sure if you have a franchise quarterback or not. And I don't yeah. think they do, Chad. Yeah, I, I don't either. I don't either. And and I think they've done a good job of kind of masking the team around it towards the – I mean, for, for literally like the first half of the season, everyone was just yelling at them, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did it, and look, it, it led to a lot of success from their team. Um, that's kind of what allowed them to go on that run. Like you said, the physicality of this team. This is like a better Detroit, right? A quarterback liability, really strong offensive line. The difference is Philly has that defensive line really to go with it. Um, yep. Although really on the back end of their defense, like their back seven I thought was was really bad this year. There were some numbers that showed like they were highest completion percentage allowed because they were playing almost all soft, soft cover two. Um, the entire season because they just didn't have the personnel outside of Darius Slay, who I thought had a really nice bounce-back season this year. Um, You know, outside of him, I don't think that they really have a guy or had a guy who could play any type of man coverage, you know, or really succeed in that type of way. This is another team that needs to improve in the linebacking group. Alex Singleton, I think, might have been the single worst linebacker I watched this entire year. Even worse than your boy Anzalone. (laughs) it's it's because he gets more tv time yeah that's true that's true (laughs) singleton or singleton is is anzalone with better pr uh which in this situation is actually bad um 
what so so this is a team that do you see them kind of trending upward towards net for next season or are you saying they're gonna stay about where they're at they're gonna stay about where they're at I, I think there are there's 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 places where they can improve like you said that back end um, yeah. gotta bring in a receiver the thing is just not bring Please. in a receiver bring in a receiver that can actually play football um <laughs> not necessarily sure how how what that does for Jalen hurts but any help is welcome. I, I say about the same, Chad. Yeah, which, I mean, look, let's be honest. That's a playoff team, you know, or something close to it, which I think wouldn't be or isn't the worst thing in the world at all. Not at all, because I think the expectation for me, I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team this year. So, I mean, fuck, I had them as a bottom five roster, I'm pretty sure, before the season. There, so There you go. You know, and, and I've said it almost immediately as they have exceeded my expectations extremely um next team we're gonna move on to this team i just fucking hate for multiple reasons washington mm. commanders seven and ten over under was eight and a half can i tell you the main reason why i hate him is because you you know greeny um for anyone that doesn't know i'm actually a semi addicted to watching get up in the morning i can't really explain why but i just and i hate watch it more so than anything but I'll never forget the entire offseason, Greeny was pushing Washington winning the NFC East, Washington winning the NFC East. And then as soon as Fitzpatrick goes down, he's like, oh, well, Fitzpatrick went down, so, you know? And it's like, dude, was Fitzpatrick really going to be the difference of them fucking winning the NFC East? Um, Greeny also, I got to give credit to, stealth top three Dallas Cowboys hater of all time. So, him, Steve... Him, Stephen A., and then I can't really think of the third guy, but I'll just leave a spot open. He's a Jets fan. Scrub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad that we just, off the top rope, just, just double-team Greeny and just killed him. Uh, um, what did you think about this team? Because I don't want to go first, because everything I'm going to say about him is just going to be there. High expectations coming into the year. Oh, like major should win the NFC East buzz. Major. Uh, people were raving about that defense. I was gonna shut teams down. Yeah. Uh, I heard one. D- I heard a dumbass say that they were gonna be one of the best defenses in NFL history. Oh wait, Man. that was me. <laughs> I don't want to break that up, Chad. I know. I don't want to break that up. I, well, you I, know, the thing is, I I take a, a two mile victory lap anytime I'm right on a guy. So okay. I gotta, you know, I gotta take a slice of humble pie when I'm wrong. So th- this is a team that they were hoping that Ryan Fitzpatrick were going. It was going to be that that offense spark plug, right? I'm yeah. willing to take the risk with the interceptions. Fitz did really good things, you know, with the Miami Dolphins in 2020 and 2019. Our defense is really good. We can we can win this thing again. However, in the in the beginning of the season last year, their defense was just like extra leaky, horrible, right? Horrible. Uh, I mean, the Bills they gave up. A, that was a huge blowout. Um, I think they lost a game there uh, to the Saints and the Chiefs as well. Yeah, I but, mean, but this people is people were just scoring just to, on them. Just to just to give you an idea, boss, this is their points allowed for their first six games. Mm-hmm. Sixteen, I'm sorry, twenty, which is uh-huh. cool, which is good. Twenty nine, forty three, thirty, thirty three, thirty one. So 
So 30 plus and four of the first six is probably not ideal. So, so that's the thing, Chad. Um, Ron Rivera starting to think that he's a bit overrated. Um, uh, Riverboat Ron, what are you talking about? Uh, he goes for it on fourth down. Uh, yeah, with Tyler Heineke, <laughs> right? Like you got to know the the limitations of your roster. I don't like this roster going forward because you might potentially have the worst quarterback in the division, mm. right? Because I'm not going to sit here and say Daniel Jones is so much worse than Tyler Henneke. I think they are a team that will draft a quarterback in the draft this year in the first oh, yeah. round. They have to. They are a team that has been stuck in quarterback hell for decades. When was the last time they had a legitimate starting quarterback, Chad? I mean, li- like, I, literally, Cousins, I don't know. There was know. the whole game, right? Ryan yeah. uh, uh, Griffin didn't last very long. That yeah, was like I guess RG. Yeah, I was gonna say RG three for eighteen. Well, he only lasted games. there for 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 eighteen games, right? That wonderful rookie season. I don't remember Jason Campbell. Look, dude, Fuck. this team. <laughs> Talking about Auburn. That just show, that just shows you how low the how low the uh, <laughs> the bar is to be a good Washington QB. Uh, Gus for Rock. Um, I don't know. Look. <laughs> Not good, Chad. Not no, good. Not. Uh, they need they need hope. This is a franchise that need hope. They did not do well with the name. People don't like the commanders. The uniforms is the same. How do you sell hope for this team? You draft a quarterback in the first round. God, this is a team that drafted Dwayne Haskins a few <laughs> years ago. Yes, that's yes, just they embarrassing. Did. Yes, they yeah, did. Not looking good, Chad. Not looking good at all, in my opinion. Take a step backwards next year. I, I feel like this is like kind of the complete opposite of Philly, right? This is a team that's probably one step right below what you would say probably middle ground is. Maybe even a step and a half below that. And, you know, you hit on the head. Yeah. It starts and really ends at that quarterback position. and and Or it starts at the quarterback position and unfortunately doesn't end at the quarterback position because there's – you know, other problems on this roster. I felt like at certain points in the year, they had they were able to put together a much better um, offensive line than I would have thought. You know, I thought this was yes. going to be one of the weaknesses of this of the team. You know, when you had Charles, Charles Leno, man. I was going to say, when you had Charles Came Leno and Eric, and Eric Flowers starting on your left side, I thought that was going to be pretty bad. But, man, they both ended up playing pretty well um, this season. But, yeah, that defense, man, man, very bad. At certain points, they're I thought center. When they, when they had, yeah, yeah, uh, Roulier, Roulier, yeah, yeah. They uh, when I thought defensively, you know, when they were actually able to play all their guys, um, and mainly I'm talking in the secondary. William Jackson, I believe, missed yep. some time. Yeah, he missed about four games, and they just kind of went into the shitter in that period defensively. Um, and then Fuller did Fuller. Fuller okay, played. no, Fuller he was played. Okay. Up, but he played. Fuller played. Well, Fuller played and he graded out as one of the best guys all year, but yeah. I, I just yeah. felt like when their secondary was whole, that was that made that team make a little bit more sense. Um mm-hmm. overall though, I still don't their defense very wildly disappointing. Uh Jamin Davis kind of disappointed me. I had him as offense or defensive rookie of the year before the season. So that linebacking I, core was disappointing. Yep, yep. That's all that's the thing, is it was like they weren't even really playing Davis and it was like why? You know, is he is he must be really bad if you're letting John Bostic get snapped Bostic. over him. And Cole, so who, Cole Holcomb. 
who I don't know, like, I, I, we got to look into, I think Bostic, to be fair, he did get hurt after week four, but I think he ha- is some type of magician on the side. Because I don't know if this dude has ever been a decent linebacker, and yet whenever I hear a team get him, they're like, oh, yeah, we got John Bostic in the middle. It's like, what in the fuck is that going to do? Um, another slow Florida yeah. linebacker. Yeah, yeah I was going to say congrats. You have another <laughs> slow-ass linebacker who you're going to have to play cover to, and he's just going to sit in a gap and get fucking destroyed for 60 minutes. Good job. And he'll make two tackles in the hole. Cool. Um yeah, I'm with you, though, on Washington, man. Until they get that quarterback situation, it's just... I mean, even weirdly, like, you look at their team, some of their offensive weapons, I mean, Samuel, you, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, he's awesome. I mean, McKissick had a pretty decent year for them. Yes, he did. Um, Antonio you know, kind of strange. I was going to say Gibson. Like, they have Logan real... Thomas. They have an issue with tight ends, though. Every time yeah. they find, they think they find a real one, the dude Hurt. can't stay on the field. Yeah, I mean, that goes all the way back to, uh, you know, ever since right after Chris Cooley, ever since they've been looking for that Cooley replacement. Yeah. Um, they've just been snake-bitten. Shout out Jordan Reed, who I would – one of my friends, Chase, I would get a text about every preseason, who's a diehard Washington Commanders fan. Shout out, Chase. Um, who every year, like right at the beginning of the season, would be like, yo, like – you know Jordan Reed's about to be a top five tight end this year when he's if he stays healthy, right? If, if. yeah, I was like, well, he's not going to stay healthy, so not really even, not really even thinking about it. Um, boss, that's going to bring us to the last team we are going to talk about today. The last team in the NFC, bringing up the rear. That'll be the four and thirteen New York Giants. Over under was seven. Look, man, I. I had hopes. I mean, boss, I had talked myself. To win the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't even want to have to say that. Like that was, I, I was just gonna keep that between you and me. But uh, I was talking myself into Daniel Jones. And and boss, can I say something? I actually think that my Daniel Jones stock take was actually helped because at the end of the season, after he stopped playing. I don't think I've ever seen a worse offense in the history of the NFL that I've ever watched. Like, genuinely. And I've, I've been watching the NFL for about 20 years. I don't, I genuinely do not think I've watched worse offensive football than what they were doing, um, you know, at points in the season. So, or towards the end of the season when they were starting uh, Fromm and Glennon at quarterback. So, what, 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 were, what was your take on this team this year? And, you know, I mean, you had them winning the division. So, go ahead and tell me how you feel. Extremely disappointed, Chad. Um, yeah. I, one of my problems is that I keep giving Nate Solder chances. Um, oh, yeah. And see, he's abysmal. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Yeah. They moved him to right tackle, didn't solve anything. Um, yeah. Saquon Barkley is a huge disappointment. Can I tell you uh, what they did find, though? Can I tell you what they did uh, find? Is a left tackle. Oh, Thomas is great. A guy who I completely I mean, wrote great, off after guy. last year. Yeah. No, him and Shane Lemieux at the left guard position. Nice little combo on the left side. Uh, Will Hernandez just sucked this past year. That's another <laughs> high draft pick. I want to say, hey, go Miners, Utah. There you um, go. Dude, can, can I ask you, do you know what Leonard Williams' cap hit is this year, Chad? Take a I, guess. I, I love when we play this game. <laughs> Uh, 
God, I do know it because I remember doing some giant shit, like, just randomly. One, I, I'm going to say it's, what, 20.3 maybe? I swear to God I'm not looking. It's so. 27.3. Oh, my it's God. 27. Oh. Wow. That that actually just made my chest hurt a little bit. And I'm not even anything close. And I hate the Giants. 27.3 million dollars for a guy that I will say has no Can I can I give you another one? If it's Blake Martinez, I've been on his shit forever cuz his 14 million next year is ridiculous. My boy Kenny Galladay. What do you think his cap hit is this year? Fuck, 17? 21. No. 20 you know what's sad? Million dollars, Chad. Every time when you ask me that question, what I'm saying is, all right, what's the most impossible number I could think of? And then let me add a couple million to it, and I'm still like five million short each guy. So. so. Blake so. Martinez, by the way, it's four, it's fourteen million dollars this year. Yeah. Um, uh, but he has oh his base salaries. That's eight. gonna get uh, cut. I was gonna say that's gonna get cut. For yeah, he, he's gonna get cut. He's gonna get cut. Look, Chad, I, we went on this tandem. Uh, new coach Brian Dable, new coaching yep. staff. I, I think you need to go find yourself a right tackle. Yeah. Um, in, in the draft, that's part of it. They have two. I want to say two top ten picks this year. Yeah, because cause they, they have, have that. Bears uh, pick. Yeah, I was gonna say they got that Bears pick. Um, you can turn it around. Uh, the thing is, your ceiling is competing for the number two spot in, in, in the NFCs. I think the Cowboys are just a much better team, right? Yeah. Um. The NFC East, at the end of the day, as shitty as it is, it's very competitive. The football teams within the, NF- the NFC East are competitive. There's constant turnarounds as far as who the winner. There is some talent. Look, at the end of the day, Chad, to me, Kenny Galladay is a talented receiver. Right? 100%. He, if you look at his, his overall career, he's a talented receiver. I love Kadarius Tony, little crazy on the head. Saquon Barkley, <laughs> do needs to play. I, I, I don't know what else, what else to say. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you bring it, bring in a running back, maybe second or third round. Bring in a dude. Yep. Bring in a dude if you're bringing 100%. a right tackle. On the defensive side, I like their corners. Right, I like Adoree Jackson. I like Bradbury. They're not bad football players. They're putting Logan Ryan in the safety position. I think he needs time to adjust. Uh, McKinney's not a bad player either. Need to improve on the linebackers. Yeah, it, it, it's not as bad as I will sit here and think. I think the NFC East overall. This is what I'm gonna say about the the Washington Commanders, the Eagles. No, I wouldn't put the Eagles, but the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants. They have underperforming rosters. Mm. Underperformers, guys that on paper look good, but yeah. they're just not performing now. I think Brian Dayball is a is a better coach than Joe Judge. Um, for uh, he has to be, right? <laughs> yeah. I, look, think about it. Who was who the fuck was their offensive coordinator for the majority of the year? Oh, that's my boy. It's your boy. Yeah, well, I was gonna say Big Jason. Right now. Big Jason Garrett. Yeah. I mean, come on. And you're right. And this is another thing. As much as I I shit on Daniel Jones, 
watching uh, Glennon and From, it it was atrocious, Chad. It was fucking atrocious. I mean, I I actually wouldn't mind a full like. I don't even know if a thirty for thirty would would do it enough justice. I might even need longer than that. Like a full, mm-hmm. like three hour kind of documentary. We could even do a two parter on mm-hmm. on that six for seventeen for twenty five yards that Jake Fromm had against Philly, where he averaged one point five yards per attempt. That was uh that I mean, was not I good. can't remember a worse performance. Maybe a Mason Rudolph performance in there? No. No, I don't think. I mean, dude, one five in attempt. Like, that's something I don't even know if you could do that if you tried. Like, Big Ben is like, holy shit, dude, that's low. Like. Like. uh, Uh, So, again, I think they're going to try this again, right? We're going to put everything that we can to help uh, Daniel Jones. I said at the beginning of last year, this is it, Daniel. This is your year number three. Fuck. I guess we're getting year number four. Let's see what we got. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I have hope, though, offensively for them if they can figure out the line. Because I think, look, like I said, I think I've said this before. Daniel Jones is no is not Josh Allen, is nowhere near Josh Allen. But he has some of these similar tools. And I'm not just saying it because he's a white quarterback who can run. But he has some of those similar mobility tools that I think Josh Allen has. But I'm not saying he's gonna be that. I'm just saying not I think Dayball physical tools. Dayball will he's know six oh two twenty one. Dayball will know how to thirty pounds in there. Day, yeah, I mean, look, man. Like I said, no one's Josh Allen. Okay, not even Josh Allen is really Josh Allen. Um, but I just think he'll be able to craft some type of offense that'll make make Daniel Jones look his best. Now that still could only be twenty five percent of Josh Allen, but I'm just saying. Whatever his his peak is, I feel like he's going to reach it this year. All right, question. That peak that you think that he's going to reach this year, does that get him a long-term deal in New York? Yep, because they've proven year in, year, year in and year out that they will not change unless forced to. God. So, and I think it's, I think we're all going to be saying shit like that, like, what the fuck? But it's just how it is. Um, yeah. Boss, we're running out of time. That's going to go ahead and do it for this episode. We broke down we the whole NFC over these past couple weeks. Next week, we will be back with the AFC, boss. Until then, we hope you listeners stay safe, have fun, and enjoy yourselves. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao.